podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel channel. Hello and welcome to episode 30, season 7 of the Fighting God podcast. Today you're just joined by Felonious Bilf. Hello, hello. How you doing? Oh, not bad, not bad. You've been suffering the Christmas party season? Yeah, um, by not going. <laughs> by not going? Yeah, I can't be asked. So what, what's, what's, what's the ethos like at your working environment where are you allowed to, to duck out at the Christmas party? Because some, some places, you know, you, like it's part of your job, you have to be there. Um, I guess it depends on the industry you work in, I suppose. Um, in, some, in some roles, it might be good to network at Christmas parties. Different people from around the organisation, but... Case did a bit of networking at his Christmas party, I've had. He did, he did. Um, I think we have to live vicariously through him. And last weekend was a good one to live through, I'd say. So a couple of years ago on the podcast, like, I, I kind of enjoyed the experience of you lot living vicariously through me. Now I look at Case's life and think, you know, he's got something... Got something about him. Yeah, it's not all bad. <laughs> so we'll leave it there because he's going to be fucking turning absolutely. Like I'm doing flips here again. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah, we'll stop. But um, basically, he got in. He's like him and a work colleague. Did bits. A male, a male work colleague. <laughs> no, there's a problem with that. It's not a problem with that. No, of course, man. Yeah, but he's just that's what he's about. Case, he's about that life. That's not true. We're making stuff up. None of this is true. Um, I've got a question from Tom Foynes, 87. He says, last year I bought a Danny Rose Christmas jumper and look what happened. Do I risk getting a Pochettino one? Um, yes, because we get all the money. Essentially, yeah, that's, that's, that's the 
that's the company answer. But I understand. I understand the uh, the, the situation where you're. You kind of there's a superstition around football. There always is. Like Massively. You, we always all have our own superstitions, and um, the, the thought about the innocuous action of buying a jumper on on the internet that that, that might somehow affect the the form of our football club and, and how important Pochettino is to it. I can understand it, and I can get with that. It's the same with like those that bought the book. Yeah, all of you lot, you included here, are responsible. <laughs> for any kind of lacking form that we have for the rest of the season. Well, we weren't that bad last weekend, so, you know, kind of all balances out. We weren't. But, we'd, but, but we'll say, yeah, buy the jumper by all means. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got other jumpers, well, two, two jumpers, we've got Dembele and Pochettino. Um, Dembele in, will never leave. In, in Christmas hats. <laughs> in Christmas hats. Uh, you can get them at thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Uh, get involved. Uh, all of the, I mean, he's Christmas, if you're being completely honest and biased, uh, sorry, not biased, but just completely honest, um, it's an opportunity to make money. And we're, we're using that opportunity to support the fighting cock because it's a bit of money that we can make during the year. Flavors are super honest today. If you had two sermons or something. But three beers. I had a meeting in the pub. I didn't have the meeting. <laughs> guy turned up at our uh, uh, studio and I was like, you know, when you look at someone, they come in and you don't react for a good five, ten seconds. Because you thought they're not here for me, and then they were, and then I was like, "Fuck!" And we, we'd actually scheduled to do the Long Ball Street podcast at the same time, and um, yeah, I fucked up massively. I think they knew as well, which is <laughs> even more embarrassing. Uh, Stoke, that was fun, weren't it? It's like back to like we tweeted. Uh, I missed this because it, we, we it was dominance. Uh, it was the, the stuff that we'd experienced and, and expect from Spurs over the last couple of years. It, it was complete dominance, yeah. But um, what what kind of sprung to mind and sort of corner boxing boxing um, phrases like um, it's a bit like when Ricky Hatton beat um, Malinaji yeah. and he got knocked the fuck out two fights later. So I'm hoping that's not a forced dawn from that so point of view. This is uh, Ricky um, Ricky Hatton beating knocking out well, Malinaji. Malinaji for the first time in his career. Yeah, and then, then we've got we've got Pacquiao on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and then, and then yeah, and, and then that happens. That, was it the Pacquiao? I thought it was Mayweather. Uh, no, he lost to Mayweather. He, he um, he'd already lost to Mayweather. That so point. he'd come back. He fought Colazzo and uh, yeah, fought a couple of other people. But, yeah, but let's leave. But um, but no, I think it was. I think it's a good opponent at the right time. Um, it's been much talked about how many goals he put past Stoke and never replay him. And I think it's a double. So one four nil, four nil. Uh, and five one. Yeah, there's four goal margins. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way I mean, when the, when the team was picked, um, you know, the fullback issue aside, depending on what side you lean on that, mm. um, I think it's the team that most of us sort of would have gone with. And um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was vindicated in the team selection. Um, how do we get? Do we need Aurier and Rose back into this team? And if so, how does that happen to you? Well, I'd imagine they'll play tomorrow or tonight when you're listening to it. Um, looks like it's going to be one game on, one game off. Mm. Uh, Dave Trippi and Davis are, are the first choice, I think. Um, but we saw that we saw that last last couple of seasons where the fullbacks do get rotated, yeah. and it's just whoever's in that first eleven for certain games is kind of favours them because they end up with more games. Like if there's a break of a, a week, then the same fullbacks who started the last league game will start the next, and you just kind of have to wait for your time. But the weird thing in with Danny Rose is that he's probably only got the rest of the season with Spurs. Yeah. Um, he's not 100%, Aurier's not 100%, so it's understandable. On paper, Aurier and Rose are the better partnership, but on the pitch right now, you can't really say that. I would like to see him mix it up a little bit, maybe put Danny Rose and Trippier, or vice versa with Aurier or, or, is or Davis. It, is it time to kind of accept, or, or, or is it just about being reactive to our last performance, that Trippier has value far beyond his inability to beat a man. Like his delivery again against Stoke was very good. Causes absolute mayhem in their defence because he's so accurate with his he his crosses. I think it was an easy game for him. Yeah. Stoke played very narrow, there was no real pressure on him. Mm. I mean he him and Davis were, you know, wide open throughout the game. And it was just an easy game. I think it was a good game for us to bounce back with. Yeah, we, we lined up with two defensive mid, well, two players who aren't defensive midfielders, a ball carrying midfielders. But they sit deep, yeah. Yeah, they sit deep, yeah, definitely. Um, but in in some games where you might see Wanyama or Dyer playing that double pivot, in this instance we were forced to play a back four. Dyer had to play his centre back, 
so we played Winks and Dembele. And isn't that in, 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 a, in, in, a, in a game where for Spurs it's so often difficult to break down an opposing side because they're so defensive that when you've got two players in midfield who can play football and like to create space and find ways to pull the fence out of shape, to have two of those players, was it was almost like a luxury for us. You know, Stoke did cause some problems. They found space on the on the counter and found space in our back back line, which is alarming to some degree. But on the ball, we were we were fantastic, uh, and I think a large part of that is about the damage that Winks and Dembélé do when they're playing together in finding space, in like I say, pulling pulling that 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 defensive back line of the opposition out of shape. Yeah, I mean, what I would say about those two that they're not very adventurous passers. And that's where we miss Toby Alderweireld because he'll always do a diagonal, and Dyer to a degree does that as well when he's in, um, sitting in midfield. And I thought with Winks and Dembele, there's a lot of short passes. There are times when Trippier was wide open and they weren't releasing them. Well, what's, your, what's your problem? Wasn't a lot Harry, of switching Winks, the play. Mate. What's well, your problem with Harry Winks? Because he doesn't switch the play. He's not adventurous. He just plays it safe. Every game he'll have a 95 pass percent completion every game because you're just passing it to can, can the bloke next to him and t- now to be fair he's just 20 yeah. I'm not expecting him to have everything in his repertoire he'll learn that that'll, that'll come with time but it's it's a very small failing and I'm nitpicking can, can, I, can I be so bold as to say that you have an agenda against Harry Winks absolutely not I like him but then you've got an agenda, you, you've got an agenda too because you've met him yeah, I love him. And so you gushed much. over him for the for the entire next podcast. So he's such a nice guy, though. I know he's lovely, <laughs> he's, but he's got that streak in him as well. That because um, when he first came on the scene, he was just um, he was just a name. Mm. You know, he was just like when he was eighteen eighty two, he was just someone whose name we'd, we'd sing for fun. And yeah. um, Winks, you know, Winks, and now he's an integral part of our team. Yeah, and you'll continue to burn, you could continue to learn. You know how I think I, 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 I'll concede on the passing side of things. I understand there are some limitations in the way they're played. I, I think that's it, though. Is is they they've been asked to do something, which is and I think their strengths, both Dembele and and Winks, is about carrying the ball and finding space where there otherwise wouldn't be. Which, if they can find it, creates mayhem for, yeah. for the opposition. Um, I mean, you're talking about spraying the ball around and. and how important that is to be able to switch plays and how important, you know, out of odds diagonal balls are is because so much of football, certainly when you're a team of a quality like Spurs are and against a team like Stoke or West Brom who are going to sit back and soak up pressure, forcing them to completely shift to the other side of the pitch can cause problems and, and, and enable us to exploit. Yeah, move, move teams about a bit. Yeah. Um, and you saw what Harry Kane did. There's, there, there's this yeah. clip that's been going around on the internet yeah. where he took the ball down, sort of shrugged off one of their players and just sprayed this delicious ball across the sun. Yeah, that was beautiful. It was beautiful, wasn't it? it and, was. and I think I think people that don't, that maybe dismiss Harry Kane as kind of a, I don't know, like a just a bog-standard... A clogger. Uh, you know, number nine who scores bundles of goals because he's clinical in front of goal. He's got so much more about his game than that. And, you know, Wendy talked about him being a number 10 back in the day. I don't think he is a number 10, but he can definitely do bits in, in midfield if he has to drop. I think he's got a lot of um, game intelligence. And he did start out playing a little bit deeper. I wasn't sure if he was ever going to make it as a number 9. But now you can't see him in any other position. But yeah. he does have... He can play in a 3 beyond a striker, but I don't think we're going to see that much. He's <laughs> seen him play, play, playing it that much in the foreseeable future. How, how, um, how, how did it make you feel, that result? Because like, you expect to beat Stoke at home, but you don't expect to really beat anyone in the Premier League five-one, and it could have been more. Like, could have. It made it made me feel good, but I think what this season has taught us is not to get too caught up in in single results. Yeah, and it's just how the team is playing up. I mean, even for the last two or three games, I'm thinking Leicester, Watford, you know, games where we didn't get positive results. I don't think we played terribly during the run at all. Um, the um, the Leicester game in particular, where I mean, especially in the second half, I thought we did enough to get a draw of some sort. Yeah. If Lorente puts that chance away, yes, yeah. it's two two. Ericsson. and there's no crisis and Ericsson too. I don't think we played badly. I think maybe Saturday's one of those games where those chances go in. Yeah, I mean that's what that's it. So, so much of football is about. I've said it so many times. I'm repeating myself, but it's, like, it's a game of inches, like a bit of luck or a bit. Of, you know, to strike the ball in a way that means that you curl it an inch or two inside the post and it's a different game. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about the reaction of, of, of some fans to 
the current stalemate at Spurs in terms of performance, but uh, not in terms of actual results. But you look at it, and we're, we're in good shape. It's just that there's another team in the Premier League that are fucking killing it at 14 wins in the bounce of Man City. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's unprecedented. It's a record. <clears throat> Nothing. No one can do anything about that. No. Spurs, as much as you want it, are never going to be in a position, certainly in the next couple of years, where we can put together a squad so expensive that can compete in both Champions League and, and the Premier League. Yeah, I feel that we're about par right now. I mean, it might be um, probably after afterthought, in a sense, um, yeah. after the event. But I don't think we're necessarily our top two, three team. And we've finished it for the last couple of seasons, primarily because Man United and City are, in, are, are in a bit of transition, you know, if, if we've been honest about it. Mm. This season, um, City are where they should be, given what they spend. Um, United the same, so... But even... even, um, even uh, fuck it, what was I going to say? I, just, I, my... I mean, even Chelsea are not doing as well. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that was exactly it. The Chelsea are not doing as well this year. Conte said, look, we can't cope, our squad can't cope with Champions League football and Premier League football. You can't play the same team week in, week out. You know, it, you've got to be realistic. And I, I, I mean, they've loaned out a lot of their teams, so I guess that... You know, and, he, and he chose to give away Diego Costa as well, essentially. Yeah, I don't think Costa wanted to play for them, but there's um, there's players who I can't remember at the moment. I mean, Zuma on Saturday played quite well, but I don't think Zuma's gonna would have would make Chelsea. Well, they got rid of Chalabar, didn't they? Yeah, Chalabar, um, Tammy and Abraham, cheek. Uh, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, yeah uh, players who could have probably made a difference. Um, yeah, certainly, and, to come in. Yeah. yeah, and then with City, people talk about the amount of money they've spent, but you still got to go out there and win games. It's, you know, you can put those eleven men in the same pitch, but. You know, they've heard the old Fraudiola thing and he's a checkbook manager, but he still has to go out there, put a team together to win these games, and he's improved Sterling and Stones. You know, he's a very good manager. Yeah, I mean, he definitely gets benefited by the situation he's put himself in, but there's a special type of skill in managing a team of that quality, those many kind of egos, but also the expectation that comes with that. Yeah. There's no... Guardiola, when going into these games, he has no room for, for failure. He has to win them. He has to be... You know, if they don't win the league this year with the investment, I'm not sure they would get rid of him, but you've got to ask a question, is, you know, is this... You know, he, how have you failed despite the, the massive investment that's gone into that? No, club? exactly. I mean, I mean, Barcelona, he took over a team and he got rid of um, Deco and Eto, you know, players who were a big part of the, of the Vicar team. Mm. And the team he's joined now... They're players under Pellegrini, you think people like Clichy and Sagna. Yep. They're players who aren't really elite at the time, at that particular time. And yet, you know, get rid of them, rebuild with a lot of money, with a lot of assistance. But he's, as I said earlier, I think he's done, done a brilliant job. Um, just going back to the, the, the deep line midfielders and, and who, who fills up them roles, if we're playing a team like Stoke, who we know are going to come and try and uh, you know, make things difficult and sit back and hit on the break and that kind of thing... Do we even need someone like Dyer or Wanyama in that defensive midfield? Um, probably not. To cope. But then if, if Wanyama's fit and Dyer's fit and everyone's fit, you probably put Wanyama there, maybe put Deli or Eriksson, just maybe in front of them, mm. just have them um, just attack, full-on attack. When, when um, Lamella is fully fit, maybe him, um, Lamella, Son and Eriksson in the three with Kane up front, Deli playing deep or Eriksson playing deep and Deli further up. Mm. Now, these are the options available to us. And I think it's time that we need to talk about Son. Oh, yeah. Son. Because I think... I genuinely think that, that, that people... Uh, Spurs fans rate him. But outside of Spurs, he isn't rated because of his ethnicity, I think. <laughs> I, I genuinely think pe like people... <laughs> T. I'm a spat water all over them. See, I, I genuinely think that people dismiss him because of he's South Korean. I don't think it's... I, I fucking do. <laughs> I, I, I think like I, I think that players from that region of the world have to be super good in order to be rated, and they'll get dismissed easily. But I want to put it on record in saying that he's as reliable as you can expect from a, a professional footballer, and that he's delivering week in week out. Every time he gets to go, like Stoke and Applewell, you'd expect him to do well against, but not all of them did. Like Eriksson was okay against those two teams. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't play against Apple World, to be fair, but uh, so he, he was he was decent, uh, Ericsson. I wouldn't use reliable as a word to 
to call Son. I but think his form's reliable. We can rely on the fact that he's going to hurt other positions. The thing is, Son, you don't know what he doesn't know what he's going to do next. The opposition don't know what he's going to do next. And there's a bit of a wild card from that point of view. And that's, what, and that's what we need in our team. But I, don't, I think that's dismissive of his, of his ability. Oh, he's got plenty of ability. I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. But sometimes with Son, if he has a lot of time to make a decision, he kind of fucks up. Maybe. All right. But yeah, okay. But tell me something let, positive let, he does then. Let me caveat this. Yes. He has please. to start. Okay. He has to start every game now. Because? Because he, he's a fucking brilliant footballer. And he's, he, in, he's in great form and. It's just, he, uh, it's, it's just his willingness to attack the fullback. Yeah, I mean, last season was the coming out party for him. The first season was a mixed bag of injuries and, and all of this. But last season he got 21 goals and that's. That's, you know, that's, How's he doing that's amazing. Year? Did you know? Did you no, pick not, it up? Not, not got the numbers from him, but um, that goal gets up well on the left hand with, with, with the left foot. Like the way he's struck yeah. the ball, his technique, his he's striking ability is fucking brilliant. It's very, very good. But more important, his his ability to cause mayhem down that left hand side when he's running. The, the, he, he gets fullbacks kittens. He really does, and they know that if they give him an opportunity to strike the ball, he's going to make the keeper work. We saw against Dortmund, amazing goal he scored in both fixtures. Yeah. You know, um, against Applewell, that left foot, that shot, curling shot in, in it, you know, he's he's a dangerous, dangerous footballer and he's so happy all the time. I think the good thing, well, for many people now, is now Son's in this kind of form, we won't see Sissoko starting many games. Because I think while Son was finding his feet, he didn't have the greatest start to the season. But, you know, now he's back to where he was last season. I think it's likely we'll see less of Sissoko starting games. I was speaking in the pub to a guy who, who works for a company called Planet Football. Lovely geezer, Mark. Um, he had, had planned an article uh, uh, saying uh, Musa Sissoko will be the next cult hero at Tottenham. Um, I'll go along with that. Uh, have we moved beyond, as a club, to get beyond cult heroes? We don't need cult heroes anymore, we just need heroes. No, um, I think it's you know, probably just me being a bit sentimentalist. You know, we, every week we get questions in the how fucking shit is a Soko. He should be sold. He's crap. He costs thirty million. But sometimes, you know, I mean, as I said all those episodes ago, he, he is a bit. He's like modern art to a degree. Yeah. He's he's fucking awful to watch sometimes, but he's been he's been effective. And I think he may become a cult hero when he gets a goal. Maybe the whole stadium will fall down. Is it a problem <laughs> that when he ran when he ran through against uh, who's we who, against Watford and he ran through? That there wasn't a single Spurs fan out there that thought that, that there was any chance that this ball was going in the net. That's yeah. an issue, isn't it? Well, it's like Zakora when he was free against um, was it was it Chelsea? Yes, in the League exactly Cup final. Exactly that. Exactly that. You have no faith <laughs> at all. And maybe is he feeding off out on on some sort of kind of God, another plane? He's feeding off our a negative energy towards him. I don't know. We've got. I, I feel that people take football a bit too seriously sometimes. Mm. Oh, sometimes, fucking all the time. You know and. The reason I don't hear <laughs> shreds of Sissoko is that, you know, he is what he is. He's got a certain skill set. He's there as a, for, the, for the chaos factor more than anything else. Yeah. He'll play anywhere you tell him. I just want him to have just... that one game to that one game where he just smashes it up, like everything he hits goes into the net. He just needs... Well, yeah, I think the, I think the goals are lacking. I mean, he played well against Real Madrid away. Yeah, he did. he did. He did, he did. There is a footballer in him. I think that, that again, there are assumptions about him... I'm going to say it because of where he's from in the world. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> just, I just do. I just think that they're, they're, I think everyone needs to lighten up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. He's like it, it, it appears that he's not nowhere near good enough to get to get into our team. But Pochettino trusts him, so I trust him. That's, that's where I stand in him. But I just think people have to enjoy football, man. I think it's easy there, to enjoy some... when you're winning, though, isn't it? Yeah, but. Don't get too down when you lose games and don't go O two T O C when you're winning a few games. The last two seasons have been you know, been a fucking feast and now we're in I wouldn't say a famine, but this is probably the stickiest run we've had since Pochettino's been our manager. No, there was a and period a couple of years ago when I think we had we had something like ten to thirteen games. Yeah, I think Toby was injured or Kane was injured. Yeah, well we didn't but, get a result or we had we picked up a couple of But we, we, we didn't come from we didn't. It yeah. wasn't a high four. Yes. When yes. that happened. Yes. Now we're finished second. Now we're finished third. Now we're in the Champions League. Yeah. And I guess the feeling among our, among our fans is that we're going to be a Champions League regular for the next few years. Mm. And having these kind of runs unacceptable for 
for a team with those ambitions, I suppose. And it's a question from Jason White on Facebook. He says, does Delhi deserve to be dropped? Absolutely not. I thought he played a lot on Saturday. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. There, there, I don't, I don't see a world in, in. I can't see how we drop him and, and how we improve the team if we do. He's twenty-one years old. He's gonna. I mean, he was honest to him. I've done it before the Apple World game when he was at the press conference of Poch and he said, "You know, I'm my own worst critic. I know I've not reached the heights of last season, but um, no, I just think this is the time when the players need your support. Yeah, Deli Ali's got this kind of." Um, Persona, this kind of um, aura around him that he's arrogant and he's a bit of a cunt. I'm going to say and it. I think our just his ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> I think his ethnicity might be a part of it too. Barry Wins, no one was saying it's about Barry Wins. He's young, black, and beautiful, so people don't want to see him shine. They don't want to see black excellence in our team. Yeah, but they want to keep the black brother down. That's what I feel like a little bit. But, but no, I think I think with um. <laughs> Daddy Ali is a, is a very difficult person to read. He's been through a lot growing up, mm. and there's been rumours that there's some issues in his personal life. I don't know what, what they are. That's probably why maybe when he scored against Burnley, he didn't celebrate. But I think if Daddy Ali, we've got to keep the faith, and we shouldn't be looking to sell him or drop him anytime soon. Did you check out the Champions League draw? I did indeed, yes. So you're aware of who we drew? Yes, I'm very aware. Yeah, we played him in pre-season. How do you feel about it? Um, I thought we were going to smash them. I don't feel. I don't feel strongly. Do you not way. feel like you're going to smash them? Um, I feel like we should. Like, we should. Th- any team we face in the Champions League, I think we've got a very good chance. They've got to be fucking bricking it, haven't they? Like, this is not a good draw, draw for Juve. They, no, they didn't want us. They my, wanted Shakhtar the next, like we wanted Shakhtar. My, my concern is that. Um, my concern is the, is the winter break that these European teams have. Yeah. So come February, they may be fresher than us. We might have. Um, I don't think they even do FA Cup replays anymore. I'm sure someone will correct me. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're not in the League Cup, so we don't have the two-legged semi. But January is quite a congested time of year for English football. And that's, and with a small squad, with Toby out or February, as we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. I do have a... I'm a little bit apprehensive, but we can beat anyone in Europe on our day. Absolutely. And, and we'll have Lamella back in the squad. Uh, that's important. Because he wasn't eligible for the group stages. Yeah, that's right? true. Dretton, uh, do lots of Spurs fans out there be excited about that? The ones you like Lamella, yeah, the ones you don't know. <laughs> and and what, the people that don't like Lamella, I'm going to say it. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be because, you know, he's... I think it's more of a sexuality thing than, yeah. than where he's... Well, yeah. People seem to think he's a bit of a... Yeah. He, he, well, I don't know. They, they've, they've got issues with him that he's a bit preening and all the rest of it, but... Yeah. I like him. I think for the Fabregas stamp... He's a cult hero for that. Yeah, and I, and I watched back this video, the video of, uh, of that night in, at Stamford Bridge where, um, you know, we drew to all Spurs fans, Spurs, Spurs players lost their head. But there's, there's like a compilation of um, the fouls that were committed and it was beautiful. Like, God bless Mark Clattenburg. Like, God bless him. Because without him, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to, in, to, to, to inflict that much brutality on that Chelsea team. Like they, they were, like, every single chance. Like, Harry Kane was even involved. Yeah. Lamella was all over. Like, Walker was smashing into bits. The look, on, the look on Dyer's face. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like... Um, he, when when he's he, done his second one, and he's just walking he off, just and they smiling, were grabbing him. Smile at his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's something, like, I get, like, we talked about this before, but there was something beautiful about that evening. You know, it did, it did fuck up. So, but we'd lost the league before then. Like, even... They, they were, like, seven points clear at that point. Yeah, um... I think the red carpet was rolled out for Leicester. Yeah. yeah what? They'd rolled out the red carpet for Leicester. A lot of teams are yeah. rolling over against yeah, them. And the referees were giving them decisions as well. But. That's fine, but that was like a little tiny win. If you're a certain, if you're, if you're, in, if you're a certain way inclined and you, and you think about football in a certain way, like you're talking about the Alex Richards way of looking at football, you know, there, there, was a, there was a moral victory in that, in the fact that um, we came out like a fucking mental, like, head case cunts that were ready to, yeah, if we ain't going to win this, then we're going to take some legs. I think we grew up. A bit that that night, yeah, and it showed that you know we are there for the fight. So h- how do you how do you feel about the Juventus tie? Because obviously we could have we could have drawn uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. We could have drawn PSG. Didn't Real Madrid draw PSG? Uh, yes. yes. So yes, if we finished second, that would have been, that could have been us. That could have been us, and that would <laughs> I'd have been less optimistic. <laughs> optimistic. Say the least. Do you not think it's mad that like Paris like Paris Saint Germain have probably the most exciting team in Europe? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing because the, the French league is, an, is considered probably the fifth strongest in Europe. 
Yeah, but there seems to be a conveyor belt for talent. But it yeah. does seem a bit weird. But Paris is a, one of the major cities in the world, let alone Europe. Mm. And I guess if any, if any club's going to be financially doped, it, it, it would be them. Mm. Uh, you know, they've got Mbappe, Neymar and Cavani. Did you, know, you see very exciting. In, in the league game the other day, Mbappe, um, he registered a pace that was only... Uh, it was only like half a second below Usain, Usain Bolt's 100 metre world record and he was running with a football <laughs> that's terrifying isn't it that is insane I've not I've not seen I've not seen loads and loads of, of Mbappe when we played Monaco he wasn't in the team so I didn't get a good look at him no then. that's true yeah he only came into the team after Christmas so no, we had, we had get, um, they had uh, they had Lamar they had Falcao Falcao that's right Bernardo yeah. Silva yeah so I didn't get a good look at, um, at Mbappe but that, that draw could have been us I don't know about you very well it's as good as it could have been I mean we it could have been yeah, I think it's a, it's a very winnable game. Their defence isn't <coughs> what it was. Um, they lost Bonucci. Uh, he's gone to AC Milan. Yeah, and he's um, not doing that well. Though. No, he's not doing. Uh, AC Milan are in bits, really. It's, you hear this rumour about you know Raiola. He's engineering yeah. a, a, a conversation where Donnarumma will be able to leave. He's just signed a new contract. Yeah, to do will be able to leave at the yeah, end of the PSG. season uh, for a free because the the clause aspect of the contract wasn't signed by the player and the agent. So there's just some sort of loophole that this super agent Rayola. That's, that's horrible. I mean, I mean, but but this is a this is a this is a, an agent who wants to sign Dele Alli, and, yeah. and there's rumoured to, to happen in in, in, in the, the whatever it is 18 months left. Yeah, I think Dele Alli probably realises that he's got a lot of potential not just on the pitch but off it. He's quite marketable. He speaks well. He's good looking. Yeah. And there's the Vajidas. I think there's a did a promo with Pogba the other day. You know, it's very likable from that point of view, from terms of from a media point of view. Can I ask you, would you sell, would you sell Ali before Rayola gets a chance to, to get his claws into him, just to just get get rid of the potential problems that are there? Um, no. So if someone I'll, came in and said that he's 120 million. I want Ali to be at Spurs for as, for as long as possible. It's I understand I understand your, your way of thinking that if we get a certain amount of money for him, we should just take it, but. I'm not in a rush to sell any of our It's going to be a circus if that geezer gets hold of Ali. It'll be a it will, it will be, but it was a circus for Gareth Bale. I think yeah. he had Rooney's bloke, um, Stratford. Yeah. So it's going to be a circus when he leaves. But if he has a good World Cup, then maybe that will trigger it. Did you did you see um, <coughs> you see the players that were linked to... Uh, what's it, who's the guy who runs uh, football.london? Alistair Gold. Alistair Gold. He, he said there's a list of uh, Spur, on Spurs' hit list of players. There was Modric, Bale... Zaha, the Barkley, Sessegnon, Lanzini, Gomez, there's, there's Lanzini, Gomez, which Gomez? Andre Gomez from Barcelona, and Richarlison is on the list as well. But um, there was an issue with us buying foreign players with regards to the Champions League squad. So, so um, if if we were to be able to pick up, say, two of those seven or eight, who would you pick up? I mean, who would you be happy with? Would you? All right, okay. The less, the least, the lesser. Fancy players in that list are probably Barkley and Sessegnon because of his age. Would you be happy with those two acquisitions in January? Fairly, fairly, um, because they'd both be eligible for the Champions League. I don't think we'd loan Sessegnon back. He's just signed a new contract, as it cost a fair amount of money. Mm. Um, that's good for Fulham, though, because they, they need to protect it. I think still <laughs> there'll be clauses in that for big clubs. Yeah, I'd imagine Rose would have to leave for us to sign Sessegnon, I reckon. I mean, the bloke scored a hat trick from left back. That's just fucking mad. madness, isn't it? Like they should ban him. Like <laughs> stop him from playing football. That's fucking ridiculous. Like if you don't sign from Spurs, I hope he never plays football again. I agree. Is that too much? I agree. Good. Good. Yeah, um, if we don't sign in Ben Chilwell, Leicester. Yeah, he, he's a bad man. He sounds like Ashley from Phone Shop. I can't get over it. Every time I hear his name, I think of Ashley from Phone Shop. Why? Because he's, he's Bruce like him, isn't it? Like Newman. Does he? Wagwan Newman. He's just that, like that. I know what. When he's interviewed on TV, you won't hear it. But uh, ow. there was a FIFA thing. <laughs> and he was playing with um, Jack Grealish, who's like, got a proper strong Brummy accent. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, go on, blood. Yeah, what are you playing FIFA, yeah? Yeah, let's play two games, yeah? And you see him, it's like. A, Is that. He looks like. He looks like. <laughs> He looks like a, a respected kind of English boy from a fucking well like to do family. I think it's from Milton Keynes. You've got to ask Ricky about him, really. But um, no, it would, it would be a good sign. He's done pretty well. He's been highly rated. He's linked to um, a lot of top clubs. Out of the two, like, I mean, the thing is, Chilwell's done it in the Premier League. Um, <coughs> Sessegnon has done absolute fucking bits in, in, um, in the Championship. Yeah. 
you've got to be excited, most excited by Sesson John now, I guess. Yeah, I think he'd fill a lot of gaps for us. I think in the attacking third, we're playing the same players over and over again. There's not much variety. So Barkley and Sessegnon would represent something how of, about, a, of, a, of a shift. How about Zahar instead? Um, or, or as well? I don't think we can go wrong. We can't go far wrong with Zaha, Lanzini, Mahrez, Barkley, Sessegnon. We can't go wrong with any of them, really. I genuinely think that Zaha is, has something very special in his locker. Yeah, he likes to dive, so I like that. Uh, Ball right. a lot of piss. I just, I mean, no, I, me too, De- definitely. I'm, I'm on board with that. But I, I think he's actually actually got something special with the football. I think he's there's an amazing footballer in there, and Spurs could be the one to, to get we're it a out. Very, we're a very slow team, and I noticed this at the, uh, last week's game no. against Stoke. We're a very, very slow team. So, you know, Zaha, Sessignon, they'd represent pacey players, and I think that would be a move in the right direction. Okay, lovely. All right, that's it for the first half of the Fighting God podcast. We've got some questions and bits and pieces this after Windy. Yeah. Windy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanies, Connor Ogilvy played 78 minutes as Gillingham lost 2-1 at Plymouth. Saltash Spurs on Twitter went along to that game and he reported back that Ogilvy wasn't that great and that League One looked about his level. Tom Glover was on the bench once again for Central Coast Mariners as he returns from injury. Josh Hollimer played 90 minutes as a second striker for Villa in their 0-0 draw with Millwall. Their fans were quite critical of him post-match, but he did create four chances, which is double the next highest creators. And Cameron Carter-Vickers was dropped to the bench for Sheffield United. They lost 2-1 at home to Bristol City. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-19s beat Applewell 4-1 last week. Goals came from Rio Griffiths, Marcus Edwards, Jaffet Tanganga and young Riddell Richards, who came on up front. And it was a really good performance by all accounts in this match with uh, Sterling promoted to the first team squad, obviously. Griffiths came in and apparently did himself proud with a really strong performance. The under-18s drew 4-0 with Chelsea on Saturday. They were 4-2 ahead at one point. Uh, the goal scorers in that game, Rio Griffiths, again on the score sheet, he scored two. TJ Ayoma and an own goal. Uh, Scott Parker seemed overall fairly pleased with the performance and the fortnight period that this young team have had. He said the boys tried to manage the game. It was a London derby, a lot on it. Chelsea have only lost one game this season in the league, so it was always going to be a tough game, and I've got nothing but pride in the boys for how they performed. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Thank you very much, Windy. Once again, legend. Uh, We're definitely, definitely 100% get the right Windy update. Um, Yeah, that that boycott was quite funny. What was that? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, just boycotted it, so I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's a funny guy, isn't he, Windy? Moody, though. Yeah, he can get a little bit like a bit touchy. Get underneath the surface, and there's all, all, all rivers of hell. Uh, behind the eyes of Windy THFC, Windy T, whatever it is. Oh, Coys. Coys, Windy Coys. Wanyama um, back in training, well, kind of on the road to being back in training. Yeah, he's not, he's not ready for um, Brighton, but it's a good sign of him having him back. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is important because he offers us options, you know, in, you know against Stoke, we probably don't need him, but against Man City at the weekend, we probably would. Um, but we're going to preview uh, that Man City in later in the week and do another podcast. Um, Toby, uh, Owen, uh, that was a question from Owen Noble. Uh, Toby's due to return in February. Yeah, there's a setback. Um, there's talk of him being back for the Christmas period and he's had a small setback and he's not back until the Juve and Arsenal games. Hamstrings can be a fucking pain in the arse. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute bummer. Is it what it is? What it is? I mean, he's quality. Um, we, we're going you know, to. In January, isn't it important for us maybe to pick up another centre back, or do we not need to worry about it? Well, we can play four <coughs> at the back, and we may see more fourth than we initially wanted to. Well, more than Botti wanted to. Tiny. Yeah, he looks like he can be blown by a gust of wind. Mm, I'm going to say it. It's probably because <laughs> he's small and white. <laughs> All right. He's taller than both of us, but, he but he's, he's as tall as. He's taller than Danny Rose, but he looks weak. 
does, he does look a bit weak, but he likes to dribble the ball. I like, I like how he looks on the ball. Mm. Maybe we can get, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can recall Carter Vickers, but I don't know if Carter Vickers is Premier League quality. I think Windy said in his update that some of the Sheffield United fans aren't over the moon with him. So. Really? Because the, the, the period in. They, 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 kind of, they were, they were like, he's yeah. in football, football in sense. I, I can't eat. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to write off another youth footballer and uh, but these embarrass guys, myself. These, like these are young players. These are twenty-year-olds. They're yeah. not going to. They're not going to have a, a high bar for an entire season or even for half a season. You know, similar with Deli Ali. I mean, it's easy. Okay, he's had two very good seasons at Spurs, and he's going to hit a bit of a slump. He's just got to be be patient with younger players. Yeah, one hundred percent. Bardi wrote an article about the Poch cartel. Uh, it's a lack of rotation. Actually, why don't you explain what the article was about? Um, you wrote it so long ago, but the the crux of the article is that we're buying we're buying players who are not necessarily good enough to start. We're buying people who are, you know, kind of speculative signings um, in Kudu and G, and to a lesser extent, Lorente. These guys, you can't rely on them to to start games. And in defence, it's almost a polar opposite. We bought Aurier even if they've already got. A good right back in Kieran Trippier. Yeah. yeah, but we wouldn't. But could we buy someone of Ori's quality in the attacking third? We've not generally done that. No, but I, I would say that Ori's the acquisition of Ori was opportunistic. We realised that we could get the player, yeah. and we wouldn't otherwise usually have an opportunity. Like if Ori hadn't punched the copper and said all that stuff about gay people, we probably wouldn't have been able to buy him. But because of his baggage, we we were. Of course, there but aren't we, many we were, opportunities like that. But we were looking for a right back in the, with, with Walker leaving anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah, we bought Ben Davis when Danny Rose was here. Uh, we bought Al, we bought Alderweireld. Well, Trippier is a you know starting right back from Burnley, but was never going to start at Spurs until yeah. we got the opportunity. Well, no, of course. And we bought um, Ranyama. We wasn't sure whether he was going to play. But didn't we and buy we bought, Sissoko though? Like that wasn't yeah, Sissoko we, one of these. Yeah, we did. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a watertight. Um, no. theory has yeah. but you do feel that we're relying heavily on Kane, Erickson and Ali and that's partly because of um, our signings Is that what he means by Poch Cartel? The, yeah. the, the, the forward yeah. players that you can trust Because um, he also spoke about that there was a cartel of players who tried to get him out which was Lennon, Adibayo or Kabul, Kabul yeah. and he got rid of them and Harry Kane stood up with him yeah. and said you know let's back the manager Yeah, and maybe he's gone full circle with another small clique of players and people can't seem to penetrate that. Yeah, I mean, there, there may be something in that. I, I, I Certainly that, as, as good as Ericsson, Son, Kane, Ali, as good as those players are, they're probably not the, the players that could... Kane and Ericsson may be... They're, they're probably not the, t- the players that can shoot us to a, a kind of European and Cup and League double. Well, I mean, it's not. Or at even, least they need to be. They need to be uh, supplemented. Yeah, it's not that. I think we just need people to. I mean, there can't be a huge drop off when these guys are getting injured, and that's what we're kind of suffering to a degree. Um, having Lamella back, Son finding his feet definitely helps an awful lot. Mm. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I kind of, despite that, I kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird reaction to people saying negative stuff, even in the, like a coherent, a coherent and reasonable manner. He wrote that after the Leicester defeat, by the way. So, yeah. what, so, you, so you're saying he should be less reactionary? Well, maybe grow up. He wrote that in the opening paragraph. Grow up. Yeah, grow up. You're hair. saying grow up. Yeah, let's grow up. Grow up here, mate. Yeah. You know, Spurs aren't going to win every game. Just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, why don't you, you know, not be such a child? I thought you were going to say toast in the bath for a second. Yeah. T- what? I thought you were going to say toast in the bath. Nah, well, oh. Why don't you do, throw a toaster in the bath? <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. No, uh, Barney has a brilliant knack of his articles of, of kind of starting off or, or kind of alluding to some sort of negativity but finally bringing it around through his writing skill. Yeah. If, if you, it if is any, a gift. He does have a great gift. He's a brilliant writer. And if any, if any of you have, um, who haven't written, or sorry, haven't read articles on, on The Fighting Cock and want to read some good football, Spurs, journalism, then read Barley's articles because um, they are superb. I think there's a Son one up today, the Cult of Son. The Cult called. of Son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a cult player, but he deserves that cult following, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the worst thing I ever saw at White Hart Lane? And uh, it's kind of, again, it's like tinged with racism. But t- there was a kind of, uh, it must have been South Korean or some sort of ori- Oriental fan. And Son had scored... 
I think he scored two goals at Spurs, and some Spurs fans just found this guy, this Oriental guy, and just lifted him up on the shoulders and was going, yeah, I'm in song, well done. And the guy was, I mean, he was loving it, to be fair, but yeah. I kind of felt a bit awkward. I did a video on my phone and that, but other than that, I did, did feel awkward. You did, yeah. Sometimes think that only one of us should, both of us should be drunk when I start telling these stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost teeth out now. Lloyd, Lloyd Wheatler on Twitter says, anyone had a shit at Wembley? What does he mean? Oh, what's, what's have the, you been for dumping as well as at Wembley? I've never had a poo at football ever. I don't think I have either. Uh, would you, would you feel comfortable pooing at football? I'd have to be really, really desperate. There was, there was, there was, a, there was a toilet in the shelf upper in, in Block J where it was like, most of it was pissing, but there was one, like... Cubicle. Cubicle, which had, like, glass... You could see through the glass door. Fuck it, hell. So it was a proper old-school toilet, which is what we're going to miss a lot. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot we're going to miss about why I lame, but one of those, that's up there for me. Yeah, I think... I always remember my body's story about having to be the third person in the entire ground because he needed to go for a poo so bad. But I just think toilets at Spurs are what? so good. Can you not plan your day appropriately so that you don't end up at football need, desperately needing a poo? But some people just have issues, don't they? Like IBS or whatever. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I, my my favourite like pooing story at football is Alex, who had such a hissy fit that he, he had a sit down wee at Wembley with the door open because he didn't care. Like he didn't, he didn't care that people would sit down. You pulled your pants and, and, and trousers down, like so that you, everything you can see yeah. all the dick. And he sat down on the toilet and had a, a sit down wee. He's like a, a, like a, like like women obviously are forced to do because they don't have a penis to aim. He's a very complicated human being, is Alex. He is, and, and he and in his head he, he kind of formed some sort of moral high ground there. I don't know yeah. what it what it was. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Uh, so, uh, Louis, but I've never, I've never had a shit at Wembley or or, or football in, in in general. I kind of plan my day so that I don't have to be in a situation where I'm not surrounded by loads of men drink like drunk men, while I have the very kind of intimate process of pass, passing a stool through my anus. Yeah, I kind of think that um, maybe if I did go for a poo at Wembley, it'd probably you know annoy people who do other activities in toilets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bjorn Hovinas uh, on Facebook, he says, North London Derby is on the February the 10th. First leg against Juve away is on the 13th of February. Which game is more important before that? Day before Valentine's Day. Are you going to uh, Italy? No, because I'm watching George Groves versus Chris Eubank on the Saturday. Right, but if you wasn't, would you consider... But, but I am. <laughs> Okay. No, I? Uh, would I? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Go so, so that, is Valentine's Day quite close, like an important thing for you and um, your missus? To be fair, if I really, really wanted to go to the game, I don't think she'd have an issue with it. Mm. I mean, it's on the day before Valentine's Day, so I'd get back on Valentine's Day itself. But mm. um, if I really, really wanted to go, I don't think she'd she'd care too much. Did you go to Prague? I think it's the second Prague, the second Prague, uh, Slavia Prague. We played them twice in two years. Did you go to the second Prague there? 2007, no, I'm not, I'm, 2008? I'm not, I'm not been to as many European ways as I should have. So I went and um, it, it was fucking bitterly cold, like freezing cold, like it is now in he London. He made Ricky Rivera Harrington. He doesn't forget this. Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that was... Yeah, I think that might have been Prague as well. Was it? Was it? Was he, is he told that story around Prague? Yeah. Anyway, so, so we're in there and we're watching and um, Prague Ultras have, have held up this TIFO with... A big heart. Like, this is not... Like, ultras in Europe are supposed to be kind of axe-wielding maniacs, not yeah. fucking holding up a heart. And uh, Spurs fans saying, what the fucking hell is that? And you can stick... What's it? You can stick, stick your red rip, roses yeah. over your ass. Because I love Tottenham more than you. Because I love Tottenham more than you. Yeah. And I was singing that at the top of my lungs, knowing full well... A couple of hours, I'd ring my bird I'm really sorry for going to Spurs. And <laughs> instead of, I'm sorry. I mean, like, it's important to me. I'm sorry. Uh, but that, that was a quality moment. That was also, I think, the time where we got uh, Robbo to sing. Yeah. It might have been that time or the time before. We've got I'm, some good news about that. I was just going to quickly say, it'd right. be a bigger issue me going to Spurs on her birthday than Valentine's. She wouldn't care about Valentine's. On her birthday, I'd have to really... Yeah. That's be really important. At what day. point in a relationship where Valentine's doesn't mean anything anymore? What, 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 how many years in? Does it depend on, on the girl, on the relationship? What, in your instance, how many... Um, I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say fairly early on, but don't really do anything really grandiose. I'm, I'm, I'm in a situation now where I think, I think that she's over it, but I'm not sure. So if I say that I'm going to, you, 
to, to, to Italy without her. I'm, that's what I said, I, I, what, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? And she was like, well, I don't know, it's up to you as my boyfriend to decide. And I go, well, I'm planning to go to Italy. And she was like, oh, yeah? Well, I'll go to Italy. And I'm like, oh, can't. <laughs> can't come. Because Spurs playing Juventus in Turin, I don't think she'd understand as much as she likes Spurs. Well, some people bring their girlfriends and their girlfriends just go out in the town while, while the game's on. I think she'd love that, but I think um, I'd feel a little bit guilty about getting her a ticket in the Spurs end if... You know, given the fact that we're going to bring it to the game, just love a dirty hotel and watch TV or whatever. Stay there, watch Dallas. Why go out and drink the football? Yeah, watch Watch the Colby's or something. Drink the football, watch the football. So, what what game is more important? Oh, yeah, that's the question. Um, Yeah, Arsenal's more important, indefinitely. Arsenal's more important because as long as you don't get stuffed four or five in the first leg, just we can just just avoid defeat and getting away goal. And we've just been we've been just been beaten by Arsenal. We can't have them doing the double over us. Oh fuck! We can qualify for the Champions League again. We will under Pochettino. It won't be a problem. I have to get a couple of tickets for that game today. Fuck! Didn't realize it was that close. Yeah, it's um, you know, yeah. For me, Arsenal will always be Juventus. Mean absolutely nothing to me. The Champions League. In the grand scheme of things, means nothing to me. If we beat Juventus and go through to the last eight against, and, and we draw, we could draw anyone. We could draw Liverpool, Man City, Man United. That none of that means anything. Arsenal game is the only thing that's important to me. Ditto. Um, have we got a bit of a, a weird, weird question. This wasn't even from. Um, was this the one you sent? You know, what's that group? Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a direct question, but someone quoted it. Go on, you and, ask me. Um, to kind of ask our feelings on what this bloke said, it says, can I ask at what point people stop buying into this building something special ideology that has rammed down our throats? If any other, if any other manager had gone four years without winning anything, there would be uproar. Hashtag got us where they want us. Making money while producing no trophies. I mean, there's so, I mean, there's so much there that you can go against. It, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you did kind of ask if, well, you know, what what do people who are not 100% happy with the um, regime think? Um, I mean, my question would be, what do people that are not 100% happy with, and it's not a regime, you've got a, a football manager, it's not like... It's not like a, a fucking political affront on a, a group of people. It's like a football manager who... Gets the club playing a certain way. Anyway, look, I, I think um, my, my 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 answer to that isn't. It's what what what's the alternative? Like, if you're not happy with Pochettino, what's the alternative? Like, what do you want? I don't think it's necessarily about Pochettino. It's probably more about Levy. Okay, <laughs> in which case, what do you want? Do you want a rich Arab to come in and just give you all the success in the world? Yeah, I think I, I think I guess in what is maybe getting at is, you know, we needed to really push on and we bought Sissoko, we needed to really push on... Well, we spent £30 million, pounds. forget that it was about yeah. Sissoko. That, that and was we, a, that was a and we spent... We needed to push on this season after finishing second, then we bought Lorente, who some are saying are worse than Janssen. Janssen's not coming back, by the way. So, um... Some say, like, uh, Barty says, I don't think anyone else has ever said that about him being worse than Janssen. A couple of people kind of co-signed him after the, after the miss against, who was it? Aperol or Dortmund, one of the two. So, um... Some people are being very reactive... <laughs> I, I, mean, I I don't agree I don't agree that the club's going nowhere and even that we're going backwards I think Alistair Gold did a tweet that we're, we're a couple of points ahead of where we were this time last season but behind two, two points behind what we're ahead I don't know no, I think it was anyway go on um, and he says you know it's awesome I, don't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily awesome I don't think we've gone backwards at all. We've got the Champions League run has to count for something. You can't just ignore that and say, "Well, you know, we've lost to Leicester. We're losing these games. We're not, when you know, we're not, we're not barnstorming. We're not smashing teams anymore." And um, I, I don't know. It's like the more we get, the more we want. You know, we finished third and second. Well, why aren't we winning the league? Why aren't we competing to win the league? When Pochettino took over, you know, this is a. It was a fucking dream for us to even be never shut up in the league. So um, I kind of feel like, like people, are, honestly speaking, like if you're you're in a position where you're you're lucky enough to dream about winning the league because Pochettino is there, yeah. To, to question the fact that he he should he shouldn't be, or he, he, question the fact that he should be the Spurs manager and he shouldn't be replaced. 
you're you're in that position because of what Pochettino's done. It took, it took Alex Ferguson five years to win a trophy. Okay, go on to this 27, 28 years ago. But I, I think the problem is, I understand why this is in the running order, and I do, and I understand why it's a discussion point, but you're giving air to people that... It's, nothing good comes from some from the, the seeds of um, this kind of negativity. To be fair, you have kind of asked people to kind of write in. Yeah, no, all right. people who People who... Well, not 100% on the Levy bus or on the Poch bus. What, what do they think? And, no, I have. You know, yeah. that, I guess... Um, but I regret that. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's exactly what we're going to get, though. Um, I don't know. It's, it's difficult, really. We're buying players on the last day. I believe um, Pochettino may have said in the press that we should be buying players earlier. Know, yeah. But he seemed happy to go along with us buying Sissoko on the last day, buying... Maybe um, he understands the nuances the of, the last of, day. Of, 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 of buying a footballer. Yeah, because he's the manager now. Normally, he's just a coach, but he's actually the manager. He's actually part. He's got more of a of a hand in the transfer policy. So mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not. I, I think what, when, what you mentioned about asking people to write in and whatnot. Ask, I, I, I want them to write in with a solution that's better than what we've got currently. That's what I want. I want to hear. I don't want to hear people moaning for the sake of moaning. I'm happily, and I, I, we get people on the podcast if they've got something to say that means that. There is a better solution to what we've currently got. That's what I want to hear. Like people moaning that Pochettino hasn't won anything, it's fine. You're 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 fine to give that massive statement without having to to, to kind of give evidence to why you're making that statement. So this guy said, well, he hasn't won anything. Okay, find me a solution that makes sense, that that removes Pochettino from from our football club, and we find a new manager, new coaching setup, new scouting network. Uh, and uh, a new, brand new understanding with our chairman. Find, tell me what that is, who that person is, and how that would work. And I'll be like, all right, well, fair play. You can come on the podcast and we can do it. We can talk about it. But just to go on Twitter in 140 characters or whatever it is, 320 characters now, to just say, he's, he's not good enough, he hasn't won the league, he hasn't won any trophies, that isn't enough. That's, you don't get, like, you don't get my... Not my opinion's worth anything, but you don't get my attention in any real form if you're just saying he hasn't won won enough. Anyone out there, I challenge anyone, anyone to come on the. <laughs> Why are you asking this? I don't want people on the pod saying these bad things. No, no, but it, it, <laughs> no, no, if someone can explain to you coherently why we're better off without Pochettino and uh, with a, a new manager, and it makes sense to you. That's progressive. That's oh, no, that's. No, I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit like. No, um, I'm a bit. I'm a bit. 1984. Yeah, you. I don't want to hear that. Blindly followed. Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit, man. I don't want to hear this double think or whatever the fuck it's called. I forgot what it's called in the book. But um, I don't think, I don't think that'd be a fascinating conversation to have with someone who has genuine, genuinely has a legitimate plan for how there we could are, be better. There are better rather than just being there are, puking online. There are likely chairmen who could maybe get more out of the club than leave. I don't know who they are. What does, but, what does, what does that mean? Like more out of a club? Well. Maybe they can make better decisions in terms of buying buying players and pushing them. Maybe Poch is a perfect manager for him, and that Poch will make do with what he has, and he has done. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made he's made a, a proper um, England international right back out of Trippier. He's made a very good left back out of Ben Davis. Um, Ali is a superstar. Rose. Walker and Rose. He's a you know he's kind of made a sort of person out of Sozia, and that's music to Levy's ears. Because Levy's not necessarily going to. But Ori is wages. as well, because we're benefiting from these performances from these players. Well, I think Ori has been a bit of a mixed bag. He should have been sent off against Aperol, but that's another, that's another debate altogether. And another should have been sent off as well. He's, he's a yeah. ration, the most <laughs> like, I love him, but I just wish he'd just calm down a little bit. And I love scary. the fact that he had his top off and he did the handshake with Son at the end of the game. Yeah. And like he's, like he's forgetting the fact he's that got, he nearly just... like He's got some ridiculous calves, though. Fucking hell. Yeah. They're almost as big as Ricky's. Uh, nah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, let's not get crazy. All right, uh, that's it for the first uh, well, first half. The, ho- the whole of the Fighting Got podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. T has to go and meet his mate. And um, I just need to go home. Uh, thank you, T, for coming down. You're, you're welcome. You're always with me, my brother. Um, I'll uh, try to be. And I love you. I love you more. So, so deeply. <laughs> Immensely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you uh, later on in the week for another episode of the Fighting God podcast. Till then, come on, you Spurs. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
It's like he's not longer the big dog. Like he is. I'm not a big dog. <laughs> you are. I'm just the main dog. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.